0: still remember how we laughed When they taught the robots how to chat And we all put out our welcome mats For the day The robots rise And now we're singing Why, why did we invent AI? It was amazing, now it's staging a rebellion worldwide It's got the nuclear code the sky singing, This'll be the way that we die. This'll be the age of AI. Have you read the book of Bart? Some fiction written by Ozma. singing
1: Ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. As always, we encourage you to subscribe, rate and review us on whatever digital platform that you are choosing to listen to podcasts on, whether that be Apple, SoundCloud, Google, YouTube, Amazon, or whatever it is that you do on Spotify, please go and do that.
2: I feel like I had some show notes that I, like I just told myself, let me put some notes down throughout the week and make sure that I don't forget to talk about some certain things. And I think I accidentally deleted it.
0: Mm. Fuck. That's tough. <sighs> well, shit, Speaking of accidentally
1: say- deleting stuff, I thought I had deleted my, my work documents from Monday and Tuesday and I was blaming it on like an IT update. And so I spent the rest of the week like getting on IT ass and I was like, look, y'all gotta go in here and y'all gotta find this shit somewhere. And then he's like, hey what is it called? And where do you normally save it at? And you know, he got got to dig it in my shit and he's like, oh, it's over here. You he saved it a different file. I like, oh, it's
2: Dumbass.
1: I better get off my IT people,
2: man. They they you know what they have to deal with? Do you know what I They have to deal with, with me nigga times a hundred of you, because we're all idiots when it comes to what is expected from us when we get this equipment that they give us. We like, why the fuck y'all not working magic? It's like, bruh, gotta give IT a break, man.
1: Gotta give them a break. But even at the same time, it's kind of like, they first they start talking to you like, you know, you're, you're, you're on iPhone number one and trying to figure shit out. And I was like, look, my man, look. I'm not as as best and technical as you. I understand that, but I'm not your grandma either. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Show me some respect. Show me some respect. Dude. I could cut this computer all by myself. I could I could brace this whole motherfucker if I wanted to with like four click keystrokes. Like,
2: <laughs> you ain't lying. You are not lying. What the fuck? Oh man, nope. Still can't find them. I think one note that I found that I thought was interesting that was probably worth talking about. Let me see.
1: Um, you want me to start the show off? I got something to start the show off of. Oh, yeah, go ahead, man. Because this, this, this has been hot on black Twitter. Oh,
2: my God. That says pool.
1: Okay, here we go. Some uh-huh. suspected white supremacists assaulted and jumped a black security guard at a riverboat in Montgomery, Alabama, after he told them to move their boat. The black community pulled up and reminded the suspected white supremacists that this wasn't the year 1963. Tree, not three. Tree. <laughs> Say, you want to talk about a WWF style Royal Rumble.
0: The
1: way I got that the they video. was fighting these. White people. <laughs>
2: so the dude picked up a chair.
1: No, he picked up a chair? Yeah. One black niggas jumped in the water and swam across for the smoke. You I the know how same. ready to fight you <laughs> gotta be if you black and you jump in water <laughs> to swim to the fight. Bro, Well, was fed up. Hey, bro, I, I I shed tears of freedom watching that.
2: Wow, <laughs> I was just laughing the whole time. I I didn't really pay attention too much to the uh to the headline. I was just like, damn, f a f a f o.
1: Hey, hey. Hey, in its purest form. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was 100% uncut, fuck around and find out. You thought y'all was going to be one niggas and niggas came together like Voltron on your ass? <laughs> <laughs> they don't know about Voltron, man. They don't know nothing about Voltron. They don't know nothing about Voltron. Speaking of Voltron, boy, that Transformers movie. Hey, hot ass so much potential dog
0: it was
2: so much potential i just was as i was you know and i don't i'm not gonna stay on movies too long because i'm pretty sure well fuck fuck y'all look the movie had so much potential and i i I was happy that for once i kind of understood why humans were in this movie i just didn't think it was gonna take that iron man direction but I was like, you have to do this, though. It's the only thing that makes sense. Why are you here? You can't do anything. It's literally like Batman when we're fucking fighting Doomsday. Or some shit. <laughs> Why are you here, Batman?
1: You're going to die. <laughs> like, you are. There ain't no Expeditiously, way. Expeditiously. <laughs> that missile you shot just made him stronger. So you kind of in the way now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Get out of the way though. Just hide like you did
2: on, on Batman versus like on that Batman versus Superman. No, no, I mean a Justice League. You just once the once the once the Dementors uh, come out, just hide, bro, because you're gonna die.
1: Yeah,
2: you're yeah. useless. Become a
1: diversion. That's that's what you do.
2: That that's it. Because I, I was watching uh, Justice League War World last night, and it was the same thing I, they, they want uh the. The movie was. I wouldn't recommend that movie to everybody. I mean, unless you like DC animated movies. Because I feel like the way the sh- the story went, it just happened too fast. And by the time they explain the story and why it happened the way it happened, I just think a lot of people will miss it because they'd be so consumed in the stories that are going on. But long story short, half the movie is a dream. And then when they get into it, like I said, it's like, all right, now, Batman, get your ass out the way. It's the-, the real fighting about to start.
1: Yeah, the, the real and- hand throws are here. Uh, straight up,
2: straight up. Uh, and then the last thing, the last movie thing I'm gonna say is um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Top ten, top ten MCU movie. Yeah, so,
0: I, yeah. I,
2: I'm. I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. It's kind of messed up because I feel like a lot of energy went into making that movie versus the, making the Flash. The Flash, the Flash had so much potential, but. At this point I felt like that was a, a sabotage. Like y'all basically just sabotaged DC cuz y'all didn't care anymore. You literally I was I was watching a a, a clip of the Flash or IG. And it uh somebody put What video game is this? <laughs> I was like, "Bro, the CGI was that bad, bro. It was that bad. It was
1: distracting to me for, for sure." And and it's like you intentionally did it bad and that bothered me. I think it was a sabotage job, man. Cuz after yeah. watching
2: Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I'm like, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 wasn't perfect by any means, but it was a very likable movie based on the fact that I think Rocket is a lot of people's favorite character
0: mm-hmm. from that
2: group. Um I was glad that it didn't end in a corny way, you know, between Star-Lord and Gamora. Um I think it built on to the fact that Nebula became a fan favorite as well you know what i'm saying once she kind of crossed over to the good side like i said it had a, it had a lot of good instances in the movie and um it's sad to see those guys go but you yeah, know that, that was that was definitely I, I can't you know when i say top 10 i'm just basically just saying it was it was one of the it was one of the better ones and honestly in this last phase nothing touches it in this last phase for me nothing comes I, close
1: i think that is the best trilogy that marvel put out but because I think, because that second that's actually that second and third Iron Man were ugh.
2: yeah they were forgettable yeah that's and and to me that's what it's all about for me these days how memorable is something and lately a lot of shit has not been memorable that's why I'm and I, that's why I feel like shit has become soulless and it's funny because when I think about AI. Because I remember one time in the, in the group chat, you made a comment about uh, that movie 65. And you was mm-hmm. like, this movie, this movie was written. It felt like it was written by AI. And I think what you meant by that was it felt soulless. It yeah. didn't like you. There was no real. You didn't feel connected to that shit in any way. It felt like they just threw out a movie. And, and that's how I'm feeling with a lot of content these days. Because it either that they're going to go two ways. They're going to give you some soulless crap you can't relate to. Or they're gonna force some SJW
1: bullshit down your throat, and, and like, kind of like what you said about the flash. Like, I, I didn't. I seen the movie after you, which is which is very rare. And you, you said it was soulless. I was like, ah, okay. And then I didn't get that until I seen the actual scene in the movie where there was some life in it, where Barry like interacts with his mom when he goes back in time. And it's like, shit, that's the end of the movie, though, at that point. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, now this is the first time I actually feel something in this whole entire movie.
2: That's tough, man. you damn near done. Like, the whole time through Guardians of the Galaxy 3, they kept trying to invoke, like, I'm not a really sensitive guy, but they tried to pull your heartstrings every time. What Like, I think the average person would have gotten emotionally connected to Rocky. That's why there were so many people up in arms about the whole, um, like, the PETA thing, like, basically, like, man, the cruelty was was out of line, what they were, I'm like, you know, obviously, this is fake, but I'm like, hey, to get that reaction, let you know that people felt some type of connection to these fake animals, and I was like, man, this shit is, <laughs> and when they went to that uh, counter-Earth, I'm like, bro, like, y'all wild, but that was that was throughout the whole movie, the connection to the animals, wanting you to feel sorry for Star-Lord, it was just, as soon, soon as that movie started, it got, it got got the business, bro, and that's kind of what I'm starting to. If I'm watching a movie, man, get to the point, bro. Get to the point, and let, let let me
1: connect me to the characters, man. Like like like, and I appreciate a lot of those directors that that are going to give you like, hey, I'm going to give you the wild first scene, and then you just like shock, like, oh, how the fuck did we get here? Like like the first time we actually seen Thanos in action, he is beating up Thor and the Hulk. Like you know, in passing, you've just seen this man sitting on the throne. Now, when you see this man, he's putting hands to some of the strongest superheroes you know, and you're like, oh shit. We 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 oh okay. Straight up. First, first time you see Bane, he is on some, hey, somebody gotta stay on this plane. The the you know, and he's like, Oh shit. This Someone guy is is a is a is a is a mental monster. When it's
2: not soulless. And it's not on some corny shit. I feel like you put you picked out some great examples of how the director and the writer connects to the, the audience immediately. When you get that Dark Knight Rises, the first thing you see is that iconic scene with the Joker, and he, you know they're going into the bank, and it's like he's establishing right here who he is. He is a man of business, and and and, and he's a fucking psychopath. And just yeah. that's. Like, he's finna get right to it, and it's all like now, now we're now we're more interested in who this guy is. Like, okay, who is this guy? And now it comes becomes the the theater is in the, the theater already knows the superheroes. Now we're trying to figure out, okay, why is this villain? What is his motivation? And da, 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 this and that. And I felt like that was probably the only struggle with uh Galaxy Three, because I don't feel I felt a lot of people went into the movie thinking Warlock was gonna be the villain. And then, obviously, I don't really care for the fact that MCU has a, a tendency to cornify a lot of characters, but they happen to do it often. But this one, I can accept because I like the actor. I've always liked it, the actor. I've always felt he was a just a funny dude. So um, I think he did. I think he played his role well. And I mean, he was a, he was a moron. Um, they missed some things, but like I said, ain't finna go down that rabbit hole. But um I appreciate when I watch something that is not soulless, like AI, because that's all AI is to me. When you're dealing with AI, there's probably not going to be any emotion. Like you're, it's unfortunate because I think people have gotten so lazy that people don't want to think anymore that they're going to accept the fact that AI is just going to come through and take care of stuff for us, not realizing like man. Sometimes you want you just want somebody to have that care
1: for your project. You want somebody to care. Hey, I'm mean, I mean, never going to care. Even with that, I've had conversations with somebody who's given me a whole lot of emotion, and then I've had conversations with them after they've checked out. And once they've checked out, whether it's of, of the conversation of, or they've checked out of you personally, that is a whole entire different feeling. And like you feel that emptiness. Yeah. You do. It's, kind of, it's kind of like when people say, you know, when they when their parents go from, oh, I'm upset with you with this, this, and this, so they say, Oh, I'm I'm disappointed in you. And you get that, and you feel that, oh, this isn't, you know, you punishing me, I really let you down to a different level of uh, of disappointment. And it's like, oh shit, this feels different. It, 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 that's
2: crazy when you think about it because it's like, damn, at that point, you know, that person is slightly giving up. <laughs> like That disconnect, man, that disconnect, boy, I tell you. But yeah, like I said, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole too too much further. I still never found what I was looking for, and it makes me sad.
1: I I was impressed that you actually had show notes.
2: This time I wanted to have show notes just because I felt like, hey, why not? Because I know I was like on limited time. But um, yeah, anyways... I was reading something I found interesting. I just want to let people just your a, a, a weekly reminder that the government doesn't give a fuck about you. I was reading this thing. It says the U.S. government spends an average of 107000 per year per inmate. They spend 217000 per year on incarcerated youth. Want to guess how much they spend on educating K-12 students?
1: $45. $14,800 per year. Damn. Total? Yeah. Damn. And, and it's
2: it's funny because, and it, this is a good segue to something I saw that was going on. I don't think I sent it to you, but you saw that report where they were saying they're going to start letting non-certified people
1: become teachers. I seen that. I did see that. Dog, so, if you've been following the no Houston, Houston like, specifically, right? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That's gonna. That's about to take off everywhere.
2: If you've been watching or listening. To no boundaries podcast since the beginning you know well ef is an avid avid hater of the
1: public education system specifically teachers individually i think because you experienced it firsthand yes in more ways than one mm-hmm. and
2: i'm going to continue to say that when things like this occur it further proves my point that and i read and i can't find an article but i if i find it i will post it and I'll never forget this, because I remember that this was like 10 years ago when I saw this. They were like, at any given time on your average public school campus, you could pretty much say only 10 percent of the teaching staff is qualified to be teachers. Damn. That is fucking wild. And it and it and this type of shit proves my point. When they get to the point where they're so desperate that they're like, man, we don't even need you to be certified anymore. Because they know that the whole certified the whole certification process is bullshit. Most of the people that go through that shit, they're just looking for an easy way out to not have to pay their student loans back. They're looking. I mean, everybody that goes into the education sector, I would say a good three quarter three quarters of them, they're going into that shit because they know that it's to pass that shit is not hard. The hardest part is passing the test, but the easiest part is just going through it because my belief and I was having this conversation with somebody the other day my true belief is if if you really get down to the essence of educating someone jay and I'm going to ask you this question if you're trying to teach your child how to read what are you paying attention to more their failure or their
1: success their success
2: What are you going to do when they fail?
1: I'm going to encourage them to do better or I'm going to identify why they're failing. And then you're going to you're not going to stop until what?
2: Until they're successful at it. Why is the public education system opposite? Think about it. When you're in school, it's literally a, a measurement of pass and fail. And it's all on this nine year old. It's a nine year old. You're telling this nine-year-old that he's a failure because what? Because you, you, you as a teacher it. failed.
1: <laughs> you
2: failed. So that's why. I'm, I, when I think about GPAs, I think about diploma, I'm like, dog. This and it's crazy because like me, me and my son was looking at this the other day. We was looking at like graduation rates and transfer rates at schools, and I was like sitting there like, bruh. Graduation rate should be a hundred percent. Because when a student comes into this motherfucker, the main goal of that school should be, unless this person is a, a, a
1: lost cause, hopeless. Yeah, they simply just don't want to participate They there because they have to be whatever, what have you.
2: That should be less than 10% of the students. But if you actually design schools for success, meaning when you come in here, I, I don't give a shit about what you can't do. Because what you can't do, I'm going to make sure before you leave from here, you can do it. And I'm not just going to push you on to the next grade when you get a, a, a seat. Everybody should graduate with a 4.0. Everybody. Because if, we're, if the teachers are actually doing their jobs, that means that everybody is succeeding at a high rate. Lowest of B's. But I, if oh, people are sense. walking, if people are walking away, and they only if they if they're walking away with a with a seventy, meaning they only understand damn near seventy percent of the work, then you got more work to do as a teacher. But there are people that are passing with fifties; they only understand fifty percent of the work. If they only understand fifty percent of the work, and the per, per, per prerequisite for this next class or this next grade is for them to know ninety percent of the work, how the fuck they gonna pass when they get to the next grade? It makes no sense.
1: That makes no sense at all. It's it's, it's and, and I remember when when we were in school, it was like you're, you're teaching for it was it was the toss test at the time. Yeah, I, I forget. I forget what what the acronym is, but, you know, they were teaching for the test. This is going to be on the toss test. You need to know how to do this. You need to know how to do this. Not that you need to know how to do this in life. You mm-hmm. need to know how to do do this, because if you pass this test, that means I get to keep my job. That's all that really boiled down to. Hey, I don't care what kind of, you know education you got or, or what you need I need to keep my job so instead of educating you to be able to be successful in the next grade which I think that's should really determine your jobs like hey when you get to this next grade or are, are these kids functional are they able to do anything without having to do any kind of remedial education but you know you're teaching for this test like okay so if you can pass this test that's going to reflect on okay my ability to teach you you know algebra or whatever But it's like, no, you just taught me the things that were going to be on the test. I still don't know how to solve for eggs.
2: (laughs) One of the biggest things that I've been paying attention to this year is, is this word incentive. Because at my job, I always when I'm talking to coworkers individually and I'm just you know hearing them out I'm like yeah everybody talks about how you know you get a job your paycheck is your motivation uh, cut the crap people get a job they do the bare minimum and they know they're going to get a paycheck anyway what are you doing to incentivize them to go above and beyond you want people to just naturally be company people because when I was out in Denver at this at this conference that I was at I was peeping my managers bro like the the two, like basically the VP and and the sales manager, I was peeping their attitudes and their actions, the way they move. I'm like, they really love working for this company. And I thought about it. I'm like, bro, y'all love working for this company for a couple of reasons. One of the reasons for sure is because of the power y'all have. But for damn sure, I know it's the incentives that y'all get when this group does well. Mm Mm-hmm. And when this group does well, it, it makes – it motivates you to come into this bitch. And, you know, whenever you come into or come across a company, man, like I like to call them, nine times out of ten, the incentives that they have are way different than yours.
1: Because most oh, of the people – so much different than yours. And they're like, man, you know, you got more of a bonus than I got. I don't even get those kind of numbers, this, this, and this. Yeah, because you getting stock shares. you get the- getting shit <laughs> – you get, you getting you get generational wealth. That's what you get. getting. Oh. Y'all giving me Chrysler 300 money while you fit to get generational wealth some stock shares that you can pass down to your child that's going to be worth $60 a share and you got a thousand of them or some shit like that. Oh. I'm not stupid.
2: <laughs> I want to say, a lot of times they say your, your manager, your supervisors tend to make, I think, three times more than you do they said it, it was some number like that. I was like, man, that shit kind of makes sense. It was like a lot of times you could look at your, your salary and the person like that's the head of your division probably makes three times what you make. And I was like, man, that's that's a wild number. That
1: is a I don't wild think it's like number.
2: that across the board in America, but a lot of times it is. When you think about you think about the average shift worker at Taco Bell, and then you think about the store manager, that adds up. This motherfucker making nine dollars. You making it you making ninety thousand a year. Big ass difference. That means you probably what 25, 30k a year? Three times? Ninety. Makes sense.
1: Makes sense.
2: And that's and once Lord. again, once again, that store manager, the incentives are so much it makes sense for them to be excited to come into work. It ain't even just the money. It's it's the it's the power, it's the freedom, it's the way that he got that that motherfucker that's on the floor, he don't get to just have PTO like that and call out what he wants that manager can that's an incentive the way the freedom to just be able to live his life or live her life
1: go ahead and although and although they have those freedoms you know and they're not doing the the boots to the ground work it's the responsibility that they have like that star starts failing you know they start you know getting complaints and stuff like that that they might hey 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 jay look some chick said you forgot her bean burrito. That's the third time this week. I need you to you know double check the bags, whatever, what have you. But corporate is gonna look at that manager's like, look, you're getting a lot of complaints out your store, buddy. You need to tighten that ship up. Being privy
2: to that information is an incentive too, okay. to know that. Damn, like, because
1: um, when you go a store in the district,
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying. A lot, of, a lot of times, the, the, the little guy on the floor doesn't know that. He just coming in here trying to do his five six hours of, uh, clock out. But if you was to let him know, hey man, we we run a tight shape here because you know we the number one store in the country, and because we are the number one store in the country, we get a lot of nice kickbacks at the end of the year. Like I'd be able to you know uh, do a lot more for y'all if if y'all are, you know help me out. But they we'll don't get come this at them like that.
1: Company party and and all this other stuff. Yeah. yeah,
2: they don't come at them like that. A lot of people come into work and do the bare minimum based on the fact that. They don't really know the expectation of the company. They just think shit, let me wrap this burrito up. And you know, and you walk into these stores, man, these kids nowadays, man, they be on their phones. You know, they, they don't even they don't smile when they see you. What's the incentive? Why should they? Why should they? I'm pretty sure Chick-fil-A workers to do to work at the extent that they work in and out to, I know that they're like, you know, those are the few that, you know, when you come to those everybody's on their feet they're trading in the a way that it basically you know that at some point they're possibly incentivized to be fake happy
1: oh yeah <laughs> you know definitely
2: straight up like okay there's a reason why like maybe y'all get a stock share maybe y'all get a lot of leniency on y'all scheduling it's little things like that
1: that I will think, make I think chick-fil-a even does like some kind of tuition reimbursement kind of thing that's big man that that's is big. huge yeah I know
2: FedEx is doing that I know FedEx does that up to five grand and that's it's not bad
1: you know yeah, that might even be a full semester or close to it
2: it's straight up you know what i'm saying so i mean
1: you you you're more you're more familiar with what a semester costs now than i am that's nice
2: that's a community college like 13 semester. years yeah 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 um that's huge bro and I, and I say all this to say just to bring it back to teachers bro because i know there's a lot of people out there i saw a lot of people in the comments talking about shit. we might as well just let ai teach these kids And I'm just going to say you're right, because a lot of these teachers are soulless, just like AI. And at least with AI, a lot of these I would think with AI, because my 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 solution to schooling is not. It's not always about more money in the budget, because a lot of times that doesn't work. You could look at places like San Francisco. And if you look at San Francisco and shit, you could even look at Denver, too, because I was actually shocked to see and hear some of the things I've heard about the homeless population out there and how the crime is going in the inner city. But obviously that's happening in inner cities across America, because a lot of people go to a lot of these big cities chasing the American dream, but also chasing the fact that they think that they're going to get saved by the government. So the more gov- when you hear about the government pumping a lot of money into something, you automatically think it's going to trickle down to you. No, that money just stays at the top with the big man. A lot of that stuff, you know, like when you see when you see that this that the budget is 14,800 per student, you sit there and think like, damn, like what does that really entail? Well, think about it like this. Man, shit, lunch alone is probably four or five thousand dollars a year for the student because they charge the government fucking thirty dollars a plate. Like you had Benny Hunters or something, man. You said, <laughs> hey, "Come on, man! You got this. These vegetables you got out this, uh, this, uh, this, this government pack, this government cheese you put on here. Y'all aren't even the lunch is not even good no more ever since Michelle Obama came through and changed shit up. And you still charging me thirty dollars a plate, and then some kids still got to pay three dollars, four dollars for lunch. Like that's how it, you know what it's like working for the government when the government yeah. say how much this shit costs." Motherfuckers will write
1: anything on this shit, bro. Oh, yeah, you're I, gonna make it cost that. you gonna make it cost
2: that. I, I had went to the dentist, man. And I had like with people that like wanted receipts and like how much they was gonna charge my insurance because I feel like insurance and the government, same shit. I'm like, the shit you charging me is what you be sh- should be charging the insurance company. Why this, why this feeling cost $2,000, man? Like, come on. Yo, know,
1: what is this line item right <laughs> here? This shit don't even make no sense. Did this even happen? Like, <laughs> Like, what is this drug? Y'all it's, didn't give me this. I, yeah, I need to have an insurance representative in here that, that's that's familiar because, like, nah, this didn't happen. Like, you just telling us this is what happened. This this didn't really happen. I learned that shit when, when I got to
2: an accident years back. I'm like, man, I mean, shit, just working on cars now. When I go, like, to to a wholesale website and I'm trying to get a part and a part $9, shout out to Trey, I go, AutoZone, AutoZone hit me 40 for the same part. I'm like, what's going on? I mean, I know, and once again, I know this ain't on, on management, obviously, but, like, goddamn, why can't I just, I can get, you know, wholesale, get it shipped to me in three to five days, you know, I pay it for convenience, I guess, maybe, but, wild goddamn, ass is, bro, that's a wild ass, I, I done seen it, though, I done seen it, like, I you can go fucking, you can go to O'Reilly and, and then go to Walmart, you can compare that shit, I've
1: seen shit at Walmart that was $5 less. Compared to going to O'Reilly. I'm like, Same, but like like I like I told you about these blinds, like they to put a professional get a professional, they was like, Yeah, that's gonna take you take us three hours, and we want like seven to a thousand dollars. Hey, you know what? It's gonna take my amateur ass eight hours, but guess what that labor cost was? Time is money though. Time is money. Because it ain't and, hours, I, had, and like... I had more time than money. <laughs> I had more time than money in this. Instance. Them blinds whooped your
2: ass.
1: Dog. <laughs> With on my ass like back pockets, nigga. Dog. That's tough, man. I still got a little PTSD. My handshake a little bit. <laughs> and, and and some of them look fucked up, but they not gonna fall. That's all it that hey, matters. Man,
2: look. As long as you happy. Hey. As long as you happy, man. I think uh it's it's unfortunate that people just have People have to realize that your imagination is a beast. Your imagination is capable of perfection. So how you picture the blinds, if somebody else were to do them is one thing, but how you picture the blinds, if you do them, is another thing. Like You have to accept the fact that I am not this master craftsman, and I haven't been doing this for 20-some-odd years. I'm out here raw with it. This is a learning experience for me now. Now, if somebody were to hit me up and say, hey, Jay, come put on my blinds, the second time I do, I'm probably going to do a little bit better.
1: Yeah. Third time, I, I, I learned. I learned a few tricks on the way.
2: Exactly. Me, I think with everything, and I was telling you this, you know, since I started working on cars and shit, I was like, man, it's all about remembering where shit belongs and taking your fucking time. Don't rush the shit. Set aside that eight hours like you did and do what you got to do. Take your time. And it's going to get as close to, to results as you want. As you as they can get. With somebody that's an amateur. First time. And first I'll guarantee time. you, first time, it ain't even that bad. It's just not what your mind had them out to be.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But,
2: uh, yeah, man. And, uh, once again, I think there's another segue. A good segue. Because I've been peeping that a lot with people, bro. Just um, in regards to... Uh, we always, we always hit on this subject because with millennials and Gen Z, this is a very popular topic of uh, mental health. Um, and I'm going to continue to say, and I, I think I'm going to say this every chance I get, oversharing is a mental illness. Say it one more time. Oversharing is a mental illness. You have to be careful around people that overshare. And unfortunately, I believe social media is an enabler in that sense because social media encourages a lot of dis- a lot of disturbing behavior that if you're not self aware, you don't even realize how disturbing your behavior is. When I say these things if I say something is a mental illness and a shoe fits, I'm not dogging that person. I don't dog people that have mental illnesses at all. No. I just think that the bizarre thing is when somebody points out something that is wrong, and you just try to make it seem like, oh no, this this, it's normal. It's it's people like this. See, that's the problem with y'all, and that's why y'all are shocked that Lizzo is a bully.
0: Because
2: (laughs) yeah, and and I mean you know, and, and I ain't gonna speak too much on it because I don't know if it's all fact, but in your experience. How many oversized women did you come across as a young person that were bullies? I've come across several. A few, a few, a few. Yeah, it's not It's not a shock. So we put her in this position of some saint of progressiveness because
1: in all she honesty... She makes, quote unquote, positive music. But the
2: fact that this woman has a blaring issue with being extremely overweight and acting like it's not a problem. That's like that screaming. I like she's out here. Her behavior is disgusting and social media is enabling her to continue being disgusting. She like you, you always say she had her ass out at a game where there were children. And all we can talk about is how Oh, you need to leave her alone. Don't be fat phobic and all this crap. First of all, I don't give a damn if this was Dre or Michelle.
1: It's kids in here. Put your ass up. Put it away. And then oh oh well if it was if it was Beyonce you wouldn't have nothing to say but it's not it's not it's Beyonce not. so when you throw these hypotheticals out here to justify your bullshit it it, it doesn't work with me like that thing you said that post you sent me earlier where she oh you, you probably did feeling this way because your man won't let you do this this and this that's a hypothetical you're moving the goalpost. let's talk about what actually happened let's talk about the facts man and because we
2: live in delusion land. People love to talk to talk about hypotheticals and to pay attention to everything that is not happening. And for all y'all that and I I don't this subject is one subject that because I have respect for our people and I will criticize them to an extent, I thought the po- I thought the shit was funny because I think it took a drastic step. Basically I posted something on the blog. I don't know if you've seen the latest post on the blog, but not basically really. Okay, basically this this, chi- this 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 chick, she's um this chick she um she's at this pool party, um, she's naked. She's naked at this pool party. Hold on, he said
1: naked. Let me pull this shit up right. Yeah, here.
2: she's naked at this pool party. I'm about to pull it up too because I want to make sure that I read the post correctly. Wait, hold on, women. That's the one from earlier. Okay, here we go. Okay, so the dude posted, he was like, this generation is dude, bro. And basically, it's a bunch of chicks at a pool party. She's in the center of a pool party. It basically resembles that one where the, the chick was giving head out here in Houston. And she just out here just ass out, titties out. And the thing that caught, I didn't even, you know, once again, this, shit, this type of shit doesn't even shock me anymore. But the shit that caught my attention was when I looked at the comments, this male steps in and basically said, this weird, She's a stripper. This is what they do. She's content with the way she is. It's a part of her income. Like, we not men doing this. No way would I want my daughter to do this publicly. But if she in her 30s, I can't stop her. That's a girl, blah, blah, blah. This a man saying this, bro.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
2: a the woman comes in and says, even the girls next door, the Playboy models, didn't do stuff like this. Talking embarrassing to a whole new level nowadays. I keep saying a man said this because I'm a very, very strong believer in weak men make hard times. I truly believe that. What that dude just posted is that he's enabling this type of behavior. And there's a lot of weak ass men out here that enable this type of behavior because low key, they think it's going to get them more vagina. It also thinks that, you know, that by them enabling this type of behavior, it's going to get them female attention that they probably don't get so on and so forth when a woman comes in and basically just simply she just simply says hey man this is embarrassing they would not even on this shit regardless of their careers 30 years ago why is a stripper or a random woman why do they think it's cool to be on camera giving head why do they think it's cool to be on camera basically naked like why is this acceptable behavior because like i said I think weak men create hard times. It's up to the men to be the leaders and to make sure everybody else stays in line. If society gets away from that, what do you have? You're gonna have a lot of people exhibiting behaviors that are detrimental to their mental and physical well being. And we're seeing it more and more every day. That's why I was like, you know, this is the perfect segue segue to into mental health because when it come down to it, men today have a large responsibility to be the um, how do I say the, the stabilizers. I think we've always been the stabilizers, and because there's such a it's, it's everything has become such a versus. We can't we can't we can't be the stabilizers anymore because the people that aren't naturally conditioned to stabilize they want to stabilize, and you see their behavior. But this is what they do. <laughs> Like this is not this is not you know one in a few like we're seeing this every day now,
1: so and like, and like you said it's 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 based on on weak men who are who are making them who are enabling this and you know, yeah, th- there are weak men, there are the ones that when she gets naked they fir- the first thing they want to do is they pu- want to pull out their phone because they gotta record everything they got to show it, they' gonna post it, whatever like you said earlier, you know overexposure. It's gotta be strong men It's like, hey, little Mama, put your cl- put your goddamn clothes back on. Like this is this is this isn't gonna be good for you in the next five years. Like if you if you decide to, to move on and do something different and you know, this, this is a video floating around on your phone. I even had a ah, shit. Damn. I won't tell this story, but I think I'd have to I'd have to take it out. Well, I'll let you think about that. Uh, yeah.
2: Once yeah. once again. And the re- the reason I'm going to reiterate, we men create hard times, is because I'm not saying that women are children. All I'm saying is, historically, everybody came to men for guidance and that leadership because we're you know having the weight of our shoulders, having the weight of the world on our shoulders, that was just something that. We were conditioned for. It. We didn't need, you know, uh, you know, even back to bring it back to uh, to Guardians of the Galaxy. Something I appreciated about that movie is the fact that they still have that mindset of, you know, Star Lord is the captain. You know, they didn't have that 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 struggle between, you know, I mean, think about it. This guy's just a man. Star Lord is just a man, and he has people that are more powerful than him willing to follow him. And I don't think people understand that. I mean, we joke about Batman, but realistically, who's the who's the who's the leader of Justice League? Like, the it's just a man. And it's, sometimes it's not about brute strength, power, and all that. Sometimes it's sometimes you just need that person that's intelligent, stoic, and can see things better than everybody else can, based on the fact that that's his calling. Like, that's just that's who he is. Stop trying to combat who we are. And unfortunately, I think that we've just I think that we've gotten so far away from that, that I don't think there's no saving us because it's too many weak men out here, bro. Like, you're not going to get a lot of Bruce Wayne's. You're not going to get a lot of uh, a lot of Star Lords anymore because so many of these dudes want to be women now.
1: Yeah. I mean it, it, because it's or, or they or they, they they desire to be accepted so much that they lose their individuality so they're gonna simp for you know whatever whatever's hot right now whatever the women like oh yeah i'm i, I support that too because i want women to like me because i'm not used to you know being an individual that's you know accepting of you like me okay cool you don't like me okay cool i'm gonna beat me all day and tomorrow
2: sad times wearing, bro sad times wearing. are um damn but you see the post uh, you never you, you never really reacted to it but i'm, I'm assuming you saw it that's just something I, I i like to post stuff like that on a blog versus like there's just some stuff i don't want to post on instagram just because it's a different audience and like i always like that you say Know your audience.
1: (laughs) You got to. um, Yeah, definitely.
2: Got got to know your audience, man. And, you know, like I I just want to say once again, if I point out something that's a mental illness and the shoe fits, I'm not dogging you. I just think that the solution to a lot of things in today's climate is self-awareness. If you're not aware of the fact that you're doing something that is disturbing, then. I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to guide you into that light. Don't be. If you choose to be offended. Hey, that's on you, but I'm not trying to offend anybody. I just think that it's very important for people to realize that when we run around here as a generation that wants to be uh, so so pro mental health that you have to realize that one self awareness is key, but also environment means a lot. And if you're the type of person that is a shitty person towards someone else just because you're hungry or because, you know, what I'm saying like, yeah, you yeah. have the people have the smallest triggers now. Not realizing I
1: haven't had yet. my coffee. <laughs> Don't talk to me. I haven't had my coffee.
2: That type of shit is what lends to a society of unhinged individuals. So if you're sitting here talking about being. Po- pro-positive mental health and all that stuff you have to be aware of the fact that you contribute to the negativity in today's world that leads to the uptick in people having to go see therapists and so on and so forth a lot of this shit would be solved and not so problematic if people were to work on themselves like and i'm not saying you need to heal and block no i'm just saying just be a kinder person Any healing that you need to do, uh, yeah, go therapy. But it shouldn't take therapy for you to realize that, hey, maybe you shouldn't have cursed that person out because they didn't give you an extra sauce packet.
1: What J-Mark was was telling me in the barbershop yesterday, he's like, you do not realize how many people are out here walking around that just simply need a hug. (sighs) Just just a simple like, hey, you, you all right? Come here. Come here. Come here. Let me give you a hug. And just a genuine hug, two hands, full embrace, light squeeze—not too much pressure, some medium rare pressure—you know, just like a nice solid hug. Just like, man, you know, just that embrace and and that that physicality of letting you know that stuff is gonna be okay, cause it's it's. And he had a point because, like, sometimes you just need that. Like, I've been in a situation where it's like, you know what? I just need to hug my fucking mom. (laughs) Like, like I need to go and embrace somebody, you know. And and luckily, I have somebody that I know genuinely cares. And let me go get this hug from my mother. And that's going to physically let me know that everything is going to be okay. Even though mentally everything is fucked up right now, you know. But just getting that embrace from my mother, like, you know, hey, as long as I can come get this, I know things are going to be okay. A lot of that shit be temporary, bro. You, you be you be fucked off for just that moment.
2: And even that temporary moment of what feels like depression can be solved by something as temporary as a hug. Or as temporary as someone that genuinely gives you positive attention. And that's the problem with, to, with today's society. A lot of motherfuckers are greedy. The attention of multiple people is what they want. When in all honesty, bro... You only need attention from your group of friends or your one friend. You don't need 7,000 people giving you a thumbs up on this picture to validate your shitty feelings. That's too much. That's not natural. That's not realistic. And that's what lends to so many people being not well. But I hate to do this to y'all, but I definitely need to wrap this up because I have some personal things that I need to take care of before I get into other things. But anyways, um, I feel like I hog the show. But even if I did, you know, it's all good
1: because Jay don't be giving a damn anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I put I my mean, two cents in.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. What's your week looking like this week, man?
1: Cold world, I'm just chilling.
2: Okay, okay. Uh, speaking of cold world, I'm just chilling.
1: I hate Houston's weather. I miss being in Denver. Ain't none called uh, <laughs> bro. Man, Denver I, is a place that I would love to go back to. Shout out to
2: my brother Felix Fast Forward, man, because uh he he made the right decision when he moved out there. <laughs> he was ahead of the game. He made the boy. <laughs> look, man, I'm talking about it's already light jacket weather out there. Hey man, as you, soon as I got back to this motherfucker, I'm sweating.
1: You know, I love light jacket weather.
2: Bruh, that's where it's at, man. That's why I said a lot of y'all ain't going to see me until, like, September. I like to get out. <laughs> I like to get out, man, you know. So I, I'm not even going to front like I don't like to get out. But when it's summertime, I, you, I just can't do it, man.
1: I can't. It's too, it's too if, hot. If I get out, I want to be comfortable. I don't want to be outside and uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> man. Boys, this I ain't do- the same heat we grew up in. <laughs>
2: It's definitely, but be- Texas has always been hot. Yes. But the humidity in the last few years has gotten ridiculous. When I wake up and it's ninety degrees at five in the morning, that is a problem. Y'all need to chill. I don't know if I, the conspiracy theorists say that the government controlling the weather. If that's the case, I don't know what point they're trying to prove. But whatever point they're trying to prove,
1: <laughs> they done proved it. You, well, you- we got it. You want to sell me global warming? I'm buying it. <laughs> Just hey, Turn the heat off. Dog. I'm talking about what well, we 70% humidity? you out there in Denver, it's fucking four
2: percent humidity or some shit. I'm like, what why do I do we need to make Houston a mile high? Cause I know hey, that needs to be done, I know that these motherfuckers can do
0: it. It's the aliens coming right out
2: here, here. The aliens out here, they need to help us.
0: <laughs> hey, don't hide.
2: Help us get
1: Houston a mile high so we can get the weather better out here. Because the weather we'll, is trash. What we'll was that little Uzi bird thing where he's like, I oh, don't know. I only been out here three days. <laughs> 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 how the aliens are like? We just got here. I don't know what you want us to do. <laughs> I was like, we don't got no technology. We just like <laughs> just you see how long it took to us
2: to us get here, bro. <laughs> yeah, never lied. But anyways, man. As always, it's a joy talking shit with y'all and hopefully y'all listen and respond Um, you don't have to but it would be nice if you did drop some comments on the SoundCloud send us some suggestions on um, Instagram whatever I've had some suggestions sent to me and I promise we will get to them but I don't like to force things into the show if they don't flow so even though I said I had show notes I was still going to try to make the show notes fit into the show Blah, blah, blah. But anyways, we got y'all. I mean, we still,
1: we still have the live show coming up. So, you know, you can you can sit on a suggestion or two and, and say that for the live show.
2: For sure. For sure. And anyways, as always, thank you and you're welcome. And with
1: that being said, this has been the No Boundary Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world.